Hey, Daddy, what's the difference between a head of lettuce and a unicorn? Uh, what? One is a funny beast, and the other is a bunny feast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we start? Yeah, let's start. All right. Steven. And I'm Sophie. We'll both be your host again today. And this is What, what the Word with Sophie. <laughs> Sophie, why don't you tell our listeners what we are going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about unicorns. We actually have a special guest today, and he's a cryptozoologist. Yes. We're also going to be talking about the breeds of unicorns from this book called The Magical Unicorn Society Official Handbook. Yep, so we are going to talk a little bit to Sophie about unicorns. Um, to me about unicorns? Yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, why you like unicorns, when you first oh. started liking unicorns, oh. that kind of stuff. Oh. <laughs> then we're going to um, get into some details about unicorns, and um, at the end we have a special guest. Sophie, why don't you tell everybody about unicorns, just what you know off the top of your head. Okay, so unicorns are horses with horns. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? That's all no, there is to it? No, We have this book right here, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven types of unicorns, besides the unicorns that we know, because there's like thousands of different breeds of unicorns. Tell me how you first uh, got interested in unicorns. Uh, I have no idea. Have you been a fan of unicorns since as long as you can remember? Yeah. I really like them because they're like horses. Because I really like horses, but they have, they have magic, and I really like magic. So we have the mountain jewel, jewels, we have woodland flowers, and we also have desert flames, which I think are pretty cool, too. Okay, what uh, else? We have water moons, ice wanderers, which are pretty cool as well. And didn't you say that you discovered a couple of, of new breeds of unicorn? Oh, yeah, so rainbow unicorns. Rainbow unicorns. But, the, you know, everyone knows those. But, have you ever heard of the cupcake unicorn? I have not heard of the cupcake unicorn. Tell me about the cupcake so unicorn. So the cupcake unicorn is a unicorn that only eats cupcakes. Hmm. And it has, like, sprinkles in its hair. Wow. And sometimes, if they're a rare species, then they have rainbow stripes on their belly. Wow. And there's another type mm -hmm. called a lightning unicorn, and they on they only eat sweets. So they only eat like ice cream. That's usually what unicorns eat. But actually, I think you might be a lightning unicorn. Really, a lightning unicorn? Wait, why? Because you eat sweets a lot. No, I don't. <laughs> Do I? You had ice cream for breakfast yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, Sophie is all... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't finish. Okay. They also have a really tall horn. That really tall horn helps them so they can build up more lightning powers more fastly, like in a snap. They're called the lightning unicorns because they 
you know, use lightning. And because they're really super fast, and sometimes, if they're also rare, then they have wings so they can fly. And if they get struck by lightning, they survive because they are lightning unicorns. Sophie is also the president and founder of the Unicorn Rescue Club. Magical Unicorn Rescue Club. Excuse me, the Magical Unicorn Rescue Club. And me and Dad are the only members. So, so far. So if you're listening to this and you want to join Sophie's Magical Unicorn Rescue Club, please send us a message and we can get you in the club. So why don't you tell them about the club? Well, so this might be a little rare, but you may see invisible unicorns, mm -hmm. but that's probably usually what happens. So they're like unicorns that are like right in front of you, but you just kind of can't see them because they're invisible. And oh. so if they're like hurt, you can rescue them and help them, or you can just, you know, kind of keep them for a little while, maybe release them back, they could become your pet. It's really just kind of about rescuing them, and if you ever see, like, full-size actual unicorn that's not, like, invisible, then you can help them, too. Okay, if you had a pet unicorn, what breed would you like to have, and what would you name it? We should get to the special guest soon, but <laughs> I think I'd probably have a lightning unicorn. And what would you name your lightning unicorn? Um... I'm still thinking. I have to... Ooh, Sonic. Sonic. Ooh, that's a really good name for a lightning unicorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, they also make this really cute noise when they're baby. They go... That's... And then when they're older, they make another cute noise. That's why I'm kind of naming it Sonic, because Sonic means fast, and it also means, like, noise, right? They also make... <laughs> Like that. So it might get a little annoying. Wait, is that just a lightning unicorn? Or is that yes. all unicorns? No, it's just a lightning unicorn. Do you know any sounds that other baby unicorns make? Uh, they usually just kind of do like a faint scream. <laughs> okay, can you give us an... Like that. Do it again. <laughs> you try. No, you gotta have a high pitch. I, I can't. No, they actually kind of scream. Like, like squealing. <laughs> You're not good at this. Alright, cough up. I can't do it. I can't squeal. I can't I, squeal? I, I physically, <laughs> physically cannot squeal. You cannot cut this part out. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have a special guest. I will let him introduce himself, but let's just check and make sure he's on the line. Hello, are you there? Well, welcome to What the What with Sophie. Can you please introduce yourself? Well, my name is Nigel Cornswallop, and I am a cryptozoologist based out of London. And uh, before we continue the interview, can you, can you tell me, um, is, this, is this a radio show or a television show? I'm very, very confused. It's a podcast, sir. A podcast. Um, well, excellent. I, I'm very excited to be here. So, uh, please, what, what can I help you with? I have five questions for you. And the first one is, are unicorns real? Well, you know, I guess that depends on who you ask. Um, but since you're asking me, I will say that, yes, of course they're real. They are uh, typically seen as mythical creatures, but there are thousands and thousands of unicorn sightings throughout the world uh, every year. 
I certainly believe that unicorns are real. Okay, my second question is, what's your favorite breed of unicorn? Oh, that is a very, very difficult question. Um, I guess if you were to twist my arm, I would say the woodland flower. Have you ever seen a unicorn? When I was about 12 years old, I was roaming the countryside, visiting my grandparents, and I was playing in the woods, and I caught sight of what looked like a majestic creature. And it had this very, very shiny, sparkly horn coming out of its head. I thought it was just a horse, but then I saw the horn, and uh, ever since then, I've just been fascinated with unicorns, especially woodland flowers. When did you become a cryptozoologist? Well, uh, following my sighting of the woodland flower, I was so very excited. I told my parents and my grandparents and all my friends, and no one believed me until I was at university and I met uh, a professor named Piers Pierce. And um, he was the only person that believed me, and he encouraged me to join him in his research of uh, unicorns. Okay, that's really cool. So, this is my last question. Why do you like unicorns? Well, what's there not to like? It's a beautiful beast. Um, they are majestic and they are magical. I mean, how many creatures can you say that about? And so I think probably my favorite thing about unicorns is that they're so secretive. And I think that shroud of mystery is partly uh, why they're so attractive to me. All right. Well, thank you very much. Nigel Hornswallop for joining us and sharing some of your knowledge about unicorns. Well, hopefully we can have you on again sometime in the future to talk about some other mythical creatures. So, uh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. All right. So that was an interesting conversation with Nigel Hornswallop. Yeah, I was thinking that we could look up Piers Pierce. Okay, yeah, I've never heard of Piers Pierce. Why don't you do a little goog? What'd you find? Uh, it's not the wrong Pierce Pierce. I think I typed Pierce Pierce. Let me just erase that. <laughs> oh, there we go. Ooh, it actually mentions Nigel on here. Wow, oh yeah. Wow, he's kind of looks like he's a big name in cryptozoology. Hey, look, it has a picture of him. He's kind of old. <laughs> he does look a little old. <laughs> Whoa, he is old. This one's from 1993. Wow, that is really old. Yeah. Uh, well, before we say goodbye, we had a question come in from one of our listeners, five-year-old Vera, who wanted to ask you your thoughts on mermaids. So do you mind just taking a minute to talk to Vera and tell her uh, what you think about mermaids? Well, yeah, I think I think they're real. Um, I think I, I think really anything's possible if you put your mind to it, no matter what anyone says, so. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of What, what the, the World with Sophie! <laughs> Alright, goodbye everybody! Bye! 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 We're definitely keeping those buys. <laughs> enjoyed this episode of What the What? 
I know you are probably thinking two episodes in a row with unicorn content. What can I say? There are few things in this world currently that excite my daughter as much as talking about these creatures. And Sophie has always had a very active imagination. The nightly bedtime stories we've read to her since she was a baby have translated into very detailed plots during playtime. I often catch her with a handful of dolls in the middle of an elaborate tale in which each character has a backstory and a problem to overcome. With this podcast, I wanted to create another space for her to have a different type of playtime, wherein she can flex her storytelling muscle and explore her imagination. Aside from the mention of the Magical Unicorn Society official handbook by Selwyn Phipps, nearly everything you heard in this episode was made up on the spot by Sophie. It always impresses me how children are so quick to create entire worlds complete with characters, facts, and history. Having a guest on the show also gave her a chance to practice thinking of and asking questions about things in which she is interested. Now, I promise not every episode will be about unicorns, so we hope you will continue to tune in to find out what topic we tackle in the upcoming installment of What the What. Until next time.